Hey guys, tour dates. I'm going to be in Atlanta with Mike E. Winfield, May 5th and 6th at the Punchline. Chad Daniels is going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin, May 5th and 6th at Skyline Comedy Club. Before that, he's going to be at Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids on the 28th and 29th. Before that, Davenport, Iowa on the 27th. I did those dates in reverse. It doesn't matter. I'm doing them, so I'm doing my best. But big announcement or preview pending announcement. Uh, I'm coming home to Minneapolis for a one night, one night only at Acme in Minneapolis. I'll announce the date next week, but just letting you guys know, early in the summer, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, one night, I'll be headlining Acme. Stay tuned for the date, and go see Chad, and me, and Mike Winfield. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation. Because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Is there, Are there grown men playing outside your window in a giant sandbox that they can't seem to fucking fix for three months? Okay, well, guess what? Across from me, as always, is the guy who doesn't get his AirPods until seven minutes after we're supposed to start the show. It's Cyrus Amundsen. Let's go, girls. I'm psyched. <laughs> Hello, Chad. I, yeah, I can tell. I Hi, missed you. How ya. are you? Ah, I missed you. I Branson was good, and let me just tell you, I went to a couple shows in Branson, and what a country! Yeah, it's. I bet you learned. I bet you loved. I bet you had the time of your life. I'm well. You've been gone. Well, you were Bransoning. I, Kelly Clarkson. I had well, you were Kelly Clarksonine, Clarksonine, Clark, Clarksonine, across. I could watch you do that all day. The greater Missouri Branson area. I was bringing a little Branson here, so as you know, goose issues on the property. Of course. Uh so I have been. I've been kind of killing two. Well, birds with one stone. Sure. Thank you, everyone. Sure. Uh, I So it's springtime. It's nice here. It's very warm here. And okay. we cut down a bunch of honeysuckle okay. near the lake. And so now the geese think, oh, cool. Access to a lawn toilet. Oh. And yeah. so, as you know, I'm in this bit of a war. And so the 
I have decided to, I've tried a couple of things. I bought a hand BB gun and that did the trick-ish, but I okay. felt the need to ratchet it up. And then my hand BB gun broke and it was like, let's go girls. So I <laughs> got on the internet and I bought a semi-automatic BB weapon. And okay. what I've been doing every morning, and this is both taking care of my goose problem, and I think sending out the message that is probably my most important springtime message, which is, hey, mm -hmm. I'm not the sort of guy you want to invite to your, your summer events. Yeah, no, I, I, I would think that your neighbors know that already. I'm, I, you'd think so, but everybody here is so great. They're all so nice. There's, there's a food truck coming. You know, there's like, there's all these events happening and they do water on the lake. And I think people forget pretty quick. I think they, okay. I think they forget pretty quick. So what I've been doing about 8.45, between 8.45, 9.15 every morning, I've got a Bose speaker system out on my deck. And okay. so I play uh, Man, I, I start Man, I Feel Like a Woman by the great Shania Twain. Wah! let's go girls and then when the let's go girls hits i come out of the sliding door with my semi-automatic bb weapon and just unload on the geese on my lawn and it is it's good i gotta tell you it seems very opening scene of a some sort of movie with uh, a grumpy neighbor but so you've you're killing two birds with one twain ha got it and uh, interesting that they don't actually come. It doesn't attract them because Shania Twain also Canadian. They, yeah, it's like it's like a very it's like if Jeff Foxworthy starred in a John Wick movie. That's what we have <laughs> going on on the yeah. property. <laughs> if you <laughs> killed my dog that my dead wife gave me, you might be fucking dead. If the geese try to steal my car i'm gonna kill a bunch of them <laughs> the i uh yeah it's great it's great and normally so there's this guy do you know andrew huberman uh that sounds familiar he's pot he's like a professor podcast guy you know me i'm deep in the youtube game and oh sure sure i know who that is now that you say that yeah. and he's got all these things one of the things he talks about is morning sunlight like getting five mm -hmm. or more minutes of morning sunlight right when you wake up. And right. so I've combined my uh, my Foxworthy Wick goose routine with my Huberman routine. And mm -hmm. so I, I unload on the geese and then I'll stay out there to... I'll stay out there through the the next song or so so i always hit okay. two shania's and i i try to i do the what's it called where the arrows cross on the screen where they play a random song what's that button sure yeah i think random okay yeah i try for the random i think it's i think it's called random shuffle maybe shuffle shuffle it's shuffle we're men we're men of the 2000s it's called shuffle <laughs> and but they keep playing this song, and I know you're going to know it because we grew up in the same region, uh, but the song, that don't impress me much because she's, Twain's got some bangers, right? She's got Any Man of Mine. Absolutely. 
Any man of mine, yeah. that's I'm gonna line dance to that all day long. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's go, girls, right? Man, I feel like a woman, obviously. Yeah. The, the that one, the ballad. I'm not a big Shania ballad guy, but the still the one. People, I think in the '90s. Oh, that's right. A lot of small. You're, you're still the one I I run to. Mm -hmm. You're still the one I I something else. You're a little older than me. You had to have been to a just lot. A, just a bit. You had to have been to a lot of weddings in the late '90s, early 2000s, where that was their first dance. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't start working on myself until my mid 30s. So I didn't get invited to a ton of weddings. <laughs> I mean, I've, I had a ton, a lot of friends growing up, but there was, I think there were a lot of discussions like I, I was on the fence. And then finally, the the wife of my soon to be wife of my friends would be like, "So tell me about this Chad person." They're like, <laughs> "Well, in high school, he was always in the office and starting trouble, and he's a huge smartass, and he kind of doesn't care what other people think." And they'd be like, "Oh, he can't come. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get to come to our wedding unless there's a alcoholics were worried about table at the wedding. There's no way right. they're letting mid twenties Chad." just show up yeah. like a loose cannon i mean there i did go to a couple weddings that were just my best of best friends that that the guys stood up for me where they were like hey listen it's not it's not the wedding day that matters it's our marriage you know they have to give that speech <laughs> like just let him come so they a couple people <laughs> did fight for me oh man those are the sort of people you let carry your coffin chad Oh yeah, there's a list already. There's uh, four people, so I'm gonna have to keep it. I'm gonna have to keep this no sugar thing going because there's only four people that I'm gonna have as pallbearers. So that's because what do you think you need? You need six, six pallbearers. I've seen six, and then I've seen like these spotters. You know, mm. they call them honorary pallbearers, which is kind of weird. But um, it's like, hey, you you didn't make the cut to carry my dead body, but if you want to walk behind it in case I fall, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So it's uh, it's that, but I'm I'm gonna go with four. I'd really like to see my friends struggling, and um, I'm not even gonna be in the coffin because I'm gonna be uh, cremated. So I think it'll be just fun all around. I I think I love the idea of your small group of friends who made it to this point in your life and you're still connected. That I think if they each had one hand on the urn, or maybe you have a multi-handle urn, and then that that number makes more sense for four men to carry the urn. You don't think, would you not want your, oh, you don't want your kids I, to I, be a pallbearer, right? Who, who, how do pallbearers no. work? How do you pick them? I don't know. I think it's people that it's just one last burn on them. You're like, Hey, I know you're scared of, I know you're scared of dead bodies and now you have to carry one. So here's what I think I'm going to do. I think it'd be funny to put a bunch of weight in the coffin and then have them try to pick it up. And they're like looking around like, what the fuck you guys, we can't do this. And then my kids bring them the urn and they're like, just kidding guys. Here he is. I think that'd be great. I, I've always, I used to try to talk about this on stage and people were like, Oh no, thank you. Uh, but <laughs> I went to, I struggle with a fear of death. And so in my, I know, surprising. And in my uh, early 20s, I went to, <laughs> somebody said go to a therapist, and I don't know how that turned into me going to a counselor. 
I don't think I, I came from the sort of town that I don't think, you know, like that there's a difference between psychiatrist, therapist, counselor. They're all just like talking right. docs. So, yeah. <laughs> send me to the talking. That's I got to tell you, that's who Jeff Wickworthy needed to go to was the talking doc to work some of these <laughs> problems out. So he doesn't unleash on the geese. And it was terrible. Like he was not equipped to help me. One of his ideas was to, he thought if we planned my funeral, it would force me to come face to face with the reality, not like actually make the phone calls, but go through and talk about it and yeah. pick songs and pick pallbearers and do all that stuff. And it, it did not work. Uh, that was, <laughs> the thing I did learn is you can't get, they don't make fun coffins, which is, and maybe they do nowadays, but back then there's no, what a swing and a miss, you know, yeah. that you absolutely should be able, you don't think you would want to be married in a Kung Fu Panda coffin? I mean, that would be... Buried in one? Oh, yeah. yeah did, did I say married? Here's, buried? A, buried in one. I think you did. Well, you know what? Listen, sometimes when you have already been married once and it didn't work out, sometimes it feels the same. <laughs> but uh, so... I would love to put wheels on my coffin and then just have them have my pallbearers roll me to a really steep hill, go down the hill <clears throat> at the bottom of the hill. There's a huge ramp. And then as I'm launching off the ramp, there are all of these uh, people dressed as Vikings and they pull back a lit arrow and shoot my coffin and it starts on fire in the air. And then I hit the water and it's like uh, it's like that stuff that they use in movies where the fire doesn't go out. And so then it's just a Viking. It, it goes from a derby race yeah. to a Viking funeral. And then I'm off to Valhalla. Do you think great use of the word Valhalla? Do you think only use of the word Valhalla? Do you, you think based on which one of us passes first? That should okay, we, so me. should we right now, I don't know your obesity versus my disease. It's a, you know, this is, this is Manning versus Brady in their prime. So that's true. But I'm going to, I have to tell you something. I think you've put your, you've, you've uh, gotten healthier and I've, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this one time only, Sure, but I have put my obesity in check. So. Whichever one of us passes first, yeah. they get frozen. And, and let's say we don't have the money to get frozen. We're from, we're from a part of the country where we know a lot of fellows with big old freezers. I'm not even saying we have to spend the money. Yeah. We're not trying to reanimate each other. We're just waiting on the other one. And then yeah. okay. we spend now until our passing building our derby coffin. And then we derby mm. coffin side by side. And whichever one of them, yeah. this is the final, this is for the final championship. Now, it's not Gergamu. It's the final countdown. I think it's, I think it's, I think we should go out with one more, one more championship bout. I think so too. And I think then um, the winner's family gets to lay the belt on the coffin. <laughs> And then what they don't realize is we've put all three dollars 
that we make a year on this podcast. We put it in a little jar. Yep. And then whoever wins, their family gets that. So we're looking at, you know, tens of dollars tens, to, for the family. Tens to teens worth of dollars. I mean, they could get, they could stop on the way home and get one of those big tins of popcorn with the trifold in it, a different type of yeah. popcorn for every person, as long as you like one of these three types of popcorn. Oh, and then what we do is we're not even in the coffins. We get cremated and we somehow we we leave instructions in the jar with the money to go get the tin of popcorn. But then it's just us. There's one of the trifolds is popcorn and then it's your ashes and my ashes in the other two. Do you so if you get cremated, are you more of a you know, poetic, spread my ashes in a place I loved spending time? Or are you, uh, here are 10 places that I think it would be really funny if you left a little bit of my ashes. I'm a combination of both. And first of all, I have to tell you something. This conversation's got me jacked up. I've never been more excited to die. <laughs> Truly, it's, it's fascinating. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about like, uh, maybe I'll just go eat a stick of butter after this. But so for me, in my will, there are places that my, so I want my kids to go together. That's, that's the deal. Mm -hmm. In order for them to get their inheritance, they have to go and they have to spread my ashes in different places, but they have to go together. And so, uh, so it's a combination of poetic because I want my kids to have to spend time together. Mm -hmm. It's like a forced hang. And then uh, I also, some of them are going to be funny spots. I was, yes. should, I think you should do it Brewster's Million style, but more Chadster's Thousands. We spread your sure. ashes, Chadster's Thousands. And it's a really yeah. challenging, you know, just instead of like some funny ones and some nice ones I'm doing together, I think you have to make it really, really challenging, almost like a, a Willy Wonka. Now I'm combining movies, but Willy Wonka presents chadsters millions ashes sure. spread for your two children i'm into it yeah and then i think someone should uh, film it shania twain um to go back to shania twain and man i i really feel like a woman i really hesitate to do this uh because i know what happens when i do this but i need to talk about the song when the shuffle happens you know yeah. Is this the hand yeah, motion the, for shuffle? This is more like the way this is the point is. Yeah. One of the songs that keeps playing a lot other than the ones we mentioned is a song called that don't impress me much. You remember that one? I sure do. That don't impress me much. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You remember that? Do you remember? Uh -huh. Do you remember anything about it? Yeah. If you if you got the feeling, then I've got the touch. Does that sound? Yeah. Is that a lyric? It's oh, close. Yeah, I remember that. It's close. So the concept I have, it's during my post-Goose Raid Huberman Sunlight moments, I have, okay. this song has played a number of times, and I've heard it a billion times in my life uh, growing up where we grew sure. up, but I never, I never sat and really checked in with it and then the the idea okay. is like all great country music storytelling it's bursts that tells a story bursts 
that tells another story, burst that tells another story, but all three stories are connected through the same theme, which is these men don't impress a Shania Twain a very much. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty funny. So uh, the first line is, the opening line is, I've known a few guys who thought they were pretty smart, but you've got being right down to an art. You think you're a genius. You drive me up the wall. You're a regular original know-it-all. So we're learning about the first guy that Shania yeah. has an issue. And now we hit the chorus that you remember. The, oh, oh, you think you're special. Oh, oh, you think you're something else. And then she goes, okay, so you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me. You remember that part? Yep. It's all coming back. So, and then th this is the thing that you remembered. It was, so you've got the brain, but have you got the touch? That's what she says. You know, don't get oh, me gotcha. wrong. I think you're all right, but that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. So at first, if you've never heard this song before, you're like, yo, Shania appreciates a smart fella, but she doesn't think they can fuck right. That's clearly what's happening here. That's what I take from it. I don't know how you interpret verse one. Well, here's how I've interpreted these lyrics. <clears throat> my first thought was, I'm not going to have to eat a stick of butter because I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and then we can get all these, all, uh, all these death ideas started. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, I think that, um, I think being smart, I think, I think she's, she's talking about a guy who, who is smart, but then acts like it too. Yes. Right. You got to. So uh, uh, here's, here's what here. in my in my opinion, a woman wants a smart man, but that isn't braggadocious about it. They want a, t a tough, strong man, but also with a soft side. Yeah, they want uh, they want uh, several impossibilities <laughs> is what they're looking for. <laughs> but I if I'm if I'm rolling through the song for the first time ever, I'm like, Shania. Yeah, get it. You, I agree. I couldn't be more on your side. I don't need one of these uppity rocket scientists talking my ear off about yeah. how he's a rocket scientist and come to find out he can't keep me warm at night. Come on. I don't want you go, girl. I'm with you. I'm with Shania. Mm -hmm. Now we jump mm -hmm. into yep. the second verse. I knew a guy who carried a mirror in his pocket and a comb up his sleeve just in case. All that extra hold gel in your hair ought to lock it because heaven forbid it should fall out of place. And now we're back into it. Oh, oh, so you think you're special. We're back into that part. Mm -hmm. And this yep. time she goes, okay, so you're Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much. We have changed the song dramatically. Well, we've, tur we've turned it from an opinion to a full fucking lie. <laughs> Brad Pitt doesn't impress you much, Shania Twain. Fuck you. I hope you only, only have sex with rocket scientists for the rest of your life. Don't tell me Brad Pitt doesn't impress you, lady. Who's writing this song? They're like, the first guy. I love that they're like, the first guy is so smart. What's a smart job? Rocket scientist. The second guy, really attractive. But let's, let's make that specific. Let's get real specific and choose the hottest man on the planet. I am a mostly straight man, and if Brad Pitt rubbed my shoulder, I think I'd finish. So don't tell me the idea that you he can't keep you, you warm at night. 
yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm going to tell you something else. Brad Pitt is notorious for kind of not caring what his hair looks like, okay? You ever Thank seen you. Legends of the Fall, Miss Thank Twain? You. And believe yeah. me, it's still Miss because nobody's putting up with that shit. So we're now, this thing has gotten silly, right? Yeah. And then it goes, so, so rocket scientists, which is like generically probably the height of professions. You know, that's one of those, like, if you asked 100 people right. on the street, what's the most impressive profession out there? Rocket scientists. Survey says? 100 people on the street, who's the hottest man on the planet? I mean, you're going to get some Clooney's. You're going to get some Denzel's. I'm clearly a 40 to 50-year-old white woman. I know there's, like, hot young men nowadays that uh, right. are in this conversation. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm pretending I was a... 16 to 25 year old white woman in the 90s so for me it's Pitt, clooney and denzel yeah for sure but you're gonna get a lot of pits i think in i think so in that thing so top of the family feud answer board and then we hit the third verse you're one of those guys who likes to shine his machine you make me take off my shoes before you let me get in i can't believe you kiss your car at night Come on, baby, tell me. You must be joking, right? Oh, oh, you think you're special? <laughs> oh, oh, you think you're something else? But then this one is, okay, so you've got a car. That don't impress a meme. The fuck are you talking about? How is guy who has a car? Of course he doesn't impress. Everyone I know has a car. Yeah. So. You know how Seth Rogen wrote um what's the movie with mclovin what's Super that movie bad. called super bad greatest, greatest team you know movie how, of all time yeah and you know how seth rogan he wrote that when he was in high school yeah and then once he got famous he was able to make all these ideas that he had before yeah. this really feels like this was taken out of her notebook from from high school this seems like when she she opened a notebook that had uh mrs shania pitt written in cursive <laughs> all over it and uh then she was like oh you have a car wow well i can bike home you piece of shit or ride a horse or whatever they do in canada so it's like this is this has gotten too much for me it's got, it's gone too far and just to anger any if this is your first time listening you're on a roller coaster you hate it and the very she closes this like she does a lot of the okay so you're so and so like the talking you know which yeah. I don't want talking unless you have that guy from the what was the band I see a painted car on the side of the road oh yeah what was that the B52s yeah <laughs> Put that guy or the guy who raps for salt and pepper. Oh, yeah. When he's like 12 inches to a yard, I'll have you sounding like a beep. The, if you that's the rule, because it's pretty rare that talking works in songs. So if you want to put talking in songs, it should have to be you should have to like harshly cut in B 52 guy where it goes, oh, oh, you think you're special. Oh, you think you're something else. So, you're Brad Pitt. You know, and then it just goes right back into yes. the song. There should only be one person that can talk. And I think you picked the right one. So, you've got a car on the side of the road. I think that's absolutely perfect. She closes with more talking and she goes, okay, so what do you think? You're Elvis or something? 
whatever that don't impress me much so it's a it's a tough song to start to finish yeah but it uh it starts off where it's like i'm gonna give her a second here mm -hmm. i'm gonna give it till the second verse and then she's like oh you're brad pitt that don't impress me much then you're furious yep angry are you out of your dare you say that about the pit brad pitt doesn't impress have you ever seen fight club well change your fucking answer and then it goes into oh you've got a car which is now you're just giving up did you forget all the other stuff and then you're gonna tell me elvis presley doesn't impress you okay you know what? I don't have time for your I don't have time for bullshit. your bullshit. And here's the thing. I always have time for her bullshit. I mean, she is the premier, obviously the premier twain. When it comes to creative writing and artistic integrity, the premier twain of our time, obviously. I think if I'm ranking the twains, it's obviously Shania one. Mark too. I know I know a lot of people think he's the best, but it's you know, I'm not we're not gonna settle this. Well, I, I read an article that said Mark actually posthumously, Mark Twain changed his name back to Samuel Clemens because of Shania Twain. He didn't want any fucking association with her nonsense. He's like, he, he, wrote, he wrote in a cryptic letter, I've been dead for a hundred years and I think Brad Pitt is hot. <laughs> uh, third on my Twain uh, power rankings is I went to, I don't want to say I went to college with a guy named Jeff Twain because he didn't totally go to college, but he was in some classes. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I've been there. I went to that school. So yeah. So Jeff Twain is actually code for Chad Daniels. But I was at a, I was at a party with some people I was going to school with and also Jeff Twain. And Jeff Twain asked for a ride home and I was giving Jeff Twain a ride home through Dinky Town. And yeah. he wasn't, he didn't tell me where he lived. He was just like telling me directions. And then he goes, Oh, stop, okay. stop, 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 stop. And I go, This is your place? He goes, No, just give me a second. And he got out of the car, ran up. It was a frat house, ran up and took a shit on the frat house porch. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm came, into it. Came back and got in the car. And I was like, What were you just, and he was like, yeah, like I'd do that like once a month. And then I just drove him home. Only time I've ever spent any time with him. But the idea that a guy out there thought it was funny to shit on frat houses porches once a month when he got drunk that, at a party. Yeah. That's some high level <laughs> twain. Now that would if that doesn't impress Shania, what are we doing? Yeah. Oh, you think you're you think you're my brother, Jeff, the shitter? Think again. That don't impress me. Come on. You know who I like is uh, Thomas, Thomas the twain. Okay, listen. Oh, Thomas the Twain. Yeah, which is you're counting on a child to have a speech impediment for that to work. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. 
So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Can I t- can I tell you about uh, how I almost didn't get to go on vacation? Yeah, sure. You almost missed Branson. I almost missed Branson. So Branson is they require passports now. Oh wow. Um, actually, I don't know if Branson would, I think they're more of a keep the government out of my life institution, but Mm -hmm. I went on vacation. I went to uh, Costa Rica Mm. is where I was. And, uh, I went up to my, uh, my house in Fergus falls and I was like, Oh, I need to get my passport. And then I looked in my important document. I have three places where I keep important documents, right? I have a, uh, I have some rookie cards in one. And then I have a go box. <laughs> you, you, you waited. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't intentional, but talking about important documents and I take a big drink of water and you lead with rookie cards. That's tough. Oh, they're important documents. Is that, so, you got all so, the, you got all the authentications of your NASCAR plates in there too. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You kidding me? So I have some rookie cards in one, and then I have a bunch of different money. I have pesos. I have Canadian uh, uh, dollars. I have some other things in there. Uh, that's my Jason Bourne go box, I call that. Sure. And so that's normally where my passport is. And then I have tax stuff and other, you know, like uh, house records and stuff like that in a uh, in another place. And so I look in all three of these places, no passport. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck's going on? So I can't find it. I come back to Minneapolis. I know it's not here because I wouldn't have moved it. And then in my head, I'm thinking, did I see my passport in my car? Did at one point I go, Chad Daniels, why is your passport in your car? And then I made up this story where I was like, well, it's probably in your backpack and you didn't want to travel with it because you didn't want to lose it. So then you put it in your car. But you'll remember the day I moved to Minneapolis, my car was broken into or just opened because I left it. Okay, right. I do remember that. But then I'm thinking, maybe my passport was taken. But then, I don't know. Have you ever do this when you're looking for something? Do you ever come up with a thousand ideas and backstories and you're like, oh, I know where it is. I saw it here. Yeah. And I saw, oh, I saw it here. So that's what I was going through. And then I had one that was so intense. I'm like, oh, I know exactly where it is. It's in between the microwave on the shelf and like the little cupboard uh, at my cabin. So I'm like, no problem, I'll just drive to my cabin. Now, Fergus Falls, Minnesota received, I'm gonna say uh, close to a record amount of snow. So the, the snow to get to my cabin was up to my waist. And so it was pretty tough getting there and I had to walk a half a mile because the road doesn't get plowed in the winter. And so I'm like, this is no problem. I'm just going to get there, grab my passport. I'm going to, you know, I took my time getting there because I was trying to make a path. So when I walked out with my passport, I could do like this celebratory. I have it in my hand and I'm just walking. So I get in there 
And I'm like, all right, finally, I get in my cabin, I reach up to where it is, and it's not, it is not there. It is not anywhere in my cabin. So I destroyed my cabin. It looks like a tornado hit the inside of it. And that's going to be tough spring cleaning when that time comes. And you might be thinking, Chad, it's spring. Not here it isn't. So I have no idea what's going on. Now I'm two weeks away from going to Costa Rica. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have to go pay a bunch of money to get an emergency passport. Mm -hmm. I'm at my house. I'm walking around. But the, the one cool thing about this whole situation is... Every time I look somewhere, I find something that I've also been missing. So I keep finding these little treasures that I forgot I had. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. I have this thing again. And so that, that's was been it, happening Was a lot. it just other rookie cards? Yes, it was several more rookie cards and Canadian dollars. Okay. Canadian 20s. And so I'm up in my room. I tear my room apart one last time. And I go, well, fuck it. I'm going to have to go downstairs to my computer and apply. So I've given up, go downstairs, and I've already looked in my laundry room. But I'm like, well, I'm just going to go in there because I found some treasures. So I go in. In my laundry room, there is a washer, a dryer, a cabinet for a bunch of uh, like all the cleaning supplies, whatever. There is a one of those rolling racks that I can put a bunch of jackets on. It's like a whatever. Okay. And then there is a a fold out, a really long like banquet table that is a folding table where there are a bunch of sweaters I don't wear because they don't fit, a bunch of uh, beach towels that I keep there for the, for the winter. Because they don't fit. Because they don't fit anymore. I can't get it around my waist. They're like little fucking washcloths at this point. And, uh, and then I see this little container that has a knife, a fork, and a spoon that I used to travel with. Because sometimes you want ice cream and the hotel only has a plastic spoon. It's sure, like, don't sure. sell ice cream if you only have plastic silverware. So I used to carry that with me. And I'm like, oh shit, I'll put that back in my backpack. So I go over there. And then I see these two parenting books that this woman gave me after a show one time. And I pick those up. And underneath them was my fucking passport. So let's go through this. In no way should my passport be on a fucking folding table in my laundry room. This is the wildest shit. And for some reason, I get called over to this thing. And I sat crisscross applesauce in my laundry room, holding my passport to my chest, rocking back and forth like a huge tragedy had just happened or something. It, it, was, it was so insane. And then I kept looking and like doing the math in my head, wondering, is it 2027 yet? Because that's when it expires. I had a whole thing going on. I went upstairs. I kissed all my rookie cards. And I said, I'll be back for you when you're worth it. And then I shut that box. And uh, goddamn, have you ever had something where you just you've given up and then it happens and there's this this flood of relief? I, I Probably in the moment. I'm just enjoying that you have it. I just uh no. I, it, My answer is currently no. It was a I'm feeling. Sure it was a feeling like this all this weight lifted off me and uh because this whole time I'm walking around my house and I'm thinking like Oh, you can't even find a passport. That don't impress me much. Yeah, of course. Bah, bah, You're twining yourself. And then I find, and I, f and then I find it. I find the passport, and I think I'm never gonna have to hear that fucking song again. 
And then here we are. I have to hear 20 minutes about the lyric. How heroic was the walk out? Did you, is that as good as you felt? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, so I started dancing. I was dancing down the hallway and then, um, there must've been like a loose carpet nail got me right in the toe and brought me right back to reality. But then I was like, still have my passport. You'll never take that from me. And then I just started thinking about, oh, I'm probably going to step in like shit water running into the ocean in Costa Rica and then it'll be infected. It doesn't matter. It's not important. The important thing is I have my We got to freeze you for 30 years or whatever. Now, you think you're going to outlive me by 30 years? I don't know. I'm just saying numbers. I'm just saying numbers. I don't like to talk about my mortality. So I hate that I even said 30. Sure. I'm fucking spiraling sure. right now off one comment that I made. <laughs> you've, you've been around me in sports. You know how superstitious I had? I just predicted that I would. No, that's I'm, a, I'm falling yeah, apart. Fucked up. Let's talk about Costa Rica. And now I'm I knocked on talk wood. About Costa Rica. And because Kevin thinks that there might be somebody at the door. Here he comes. Yeah. Losing his shit. Yeah, ready to ruin our show. Nobody's going to ruin the show except me when I tell you this last story. I'm not even going to get to Costa Rica. I'm going to talk about the flights, two flights I had to Costa Rica because at one point I thought, I wish I wouldn't have found my passport to let you know exactly how those flights go. My flight leaves at 5.50 a.m., 5.50 a.m. from Minneapolis. I am terrified to to, to not wake up uh, to my alarm because I don't know if I'll be able to get to Costa Rica. Kelsey was going from a different location to Costa Rica oh. and I didn't want her to land and be there by herself because, uh, she knows French. She probably could get by in a, in a land where they speak Spanish. A lot of people there speak English cause it's a tourist place, but I just didn't want her there by herself. And so I'm like, you cannot miss this fucking flight. So Plus I laid sexy up country. and I'm, I, Sexy country. Can't just have her get into Costa Rica without you. Well, that's not what I meant. But I, um, I'm laying in bed and I'm terrified to miss my alarm. So I maybe sleep for, I mean, it's less than an hour for sure. So I get there, get to the airport, and the, I sit down and I'm by myself. I Because I know I'm crabby. I'm so grumpy and I know it. And I'm just like, Chad, you're going to be by yourself today. This is how this is going to go. And so I found a corner by myself on a gate that is not being used across from my gate. And this group of eight people, they come over and they're talking about, oh my God, Minnesota sucks. I can't wait to get out of here. Oh, you you grew up in Minnesota your whole life? Wow. Does everyone in Minnesota have the same personality? Hey, look at me, everybody. Oh, I'm so nice. I'm from Minnesota. And they're doing all this shit. And I can feel my blood start to boil. I'm telling you boil. Now I'm, I've talked about this before. I'm very lucky. I get upgraded a lot cause I fly too much. So I'm in first class and I can already tell these douchey fucking people, they announce first class. And then one lady says to another lady who is, I'm going to say five feet away from her. So easily could have said this in a normal volume, but instead yells, oh my God, first class, that's us. And she, it's so loud. Everyone's looking, but I mean, hey, you're, on, you're in first class, good for you. They go on to first class. I wait until the end to board. 
That is my process. Yes. I don't like sitting there. Yes. I don't like it. Agree. So I get on the plane. I have a backpack and my carry-on. And there's no room where I'm sitting. And so I go, hey, can I ask whose suitcase is this? And this guy goes, that's mine. I go, do you mind if I flip it on its side to make more room? And he goes, go for it. And I go, okay, great. And then I go, uh, and whose backpack is this? And the same guy goes, that's mine. And I go, oh, okay. So I hand him his backpack and put my bag up and I shut the bin. And he goes, can you put my backpack back up there? I go, oh, there's no room. I had to put my overhead up there. And then he goes, well, I don't want my backpack. And I go, well, the rules are you're supposed to put your suitcase up here and your backpack goes under your seat. And he goes, well, I want the leg room. And I go, well, I want my fucking suitcase to be able to be on this flight. <laughs> And he goes, whoa. And I go, oh, I grew up in Minnesota. Does not everybody have the same attitude in Minnesota? Isn't this what you guys all wanted? Some person that grew up in Minnesota to be an asshole? Isn't that what you have dreamt of? You want to get out of here so badly? Here I am giving you this different Minnesota experience. And now you're mad about it. Put your fucking backpack underneath your seat. And then this lady goes, wow, this is going to be a great flight. And I go, oh, no, don't worry. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> and I put my headphones on. And that was the last thing that was said on this flight. And I took a lot of attitude. And I'm going to tell you something else. I was waiting to go to the bathroom after we landed. And one, they walked by. And I heard one of the girls go, I mean, he was kind of right. So that oh. felt great oh. because now it's seven on one for the rest of whatever they're doing that day. And it was Easter. So guess what? My blood had risen. It had risen indeed, my blood pressure. And so I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm sitting in a chair. I got my thumbs and my forefingers pressed together. I'm just like, Chad, you have one more flight and then you're going to be in one of the most beautiful countries that's ever lived. I get on the next flight. And there is a quadriplegic in the front of the plane. And uh, there is bedlam going on. There is, it's a nightmare up in first class. I don't know what's happening yet. I can't really gather what's happening. Her wheelchair got put underneath the plane. And so they want it up. And of course they do. Yeah. By the way, I'm not making fun of this woman even a little bit. Although I will say it's like, it seems like there are, there's just a lot of drama. There's a ton of drama. Uh -huh. The mom has uh, earplugs. So her ears don't pop. She has them in, but they're in already. So she's screaming at top volume because she can't hear her own voice. And it's the wild, wild west up there. And so... um She's being real shitty to the flight attendants. Uh, she's being shitty to other people. And then, and then the wheelchair gets up there and the guy apologizes and she's not having it. She's just like, this is ridiculous. This is unacceptable. I want to know, am I going to be getting miles for this? And I'm just sitting there like, this is crazy because I'm going to tell you something. We, the boarding door still open. We still had 20 minutes. So now she's holding her phone up going vlog number one, four, seven, 12, 14, eight. My wheelchair barely made it onto the flight. 
and I just go 20 minutes. We have 20 minutes and now I get some dirty looks and I go, all right, Chad, this is a time where you're going to shut the just fuck stay up. out of this one. So everyone's kind of mad at me, whatever. And, uh, at one point she's talking to the flight attendant again and she goes, just so you know, I'm, I'm trying to get laws changed for, uh, for quadriplegics and paraplegics at, on airplanes and uh, the flight attendant goes, yes, actually, there's uh, some laws. There's a group of obese people that are trying to change some laws about the seating and everything like that, the room on airplanes and stuff like that. And then the lady goes, well, I don't know if I agree with that because obese people can help it. And then I was like, ooh, this just got very interesting to me. Yeah. So I said, I said, hey, how did you become paraplegic? No. No, no, listen, no, I know I, no. I need you to know something. I've only wanted to take back a handful of things in my life, right? I mean, I'm telling yeah. you one time I looked my sister in her eyes and I said, why don't you go live with our dad? Like Ooh. shit like that Ooh. stuff that I wish I could take back. Cause it, that hurt my sister. I still remember the look on her face and that keeps me, my sister's look keeps me from saying things like this. Sure. But. Most of the time. But. I hadn't slept. My governor chip was sleeping, apparently. Mm -hmm. And I said, how did you become a And she turned around and I go, and she said, what? And I said, I, I, I was just wondering, since we're talking about like causes and, and people being able to, to help it. Because in my head, I know what I was thinking. I was like. Yeah. Was this your fault? Because if that's the case, I, but I didn't say any of that shit. Yeah. But then I just, then I backpedaled. Okay. And I said, I said, oh, I was just, I, I guess I was just trying to make, I'm so, I'm interested in what's happening right now. And the mom said, why don't you mind your own business? And then that is when oh. I said to the mom, why don't you take your earplugs out? Because... I have noise canceling headphones on and I can hear everything you're saying. So if you want me to mind my own business, be quieter is what I said. Quieter. <laughs> Not, Not more quiet. More quiet. Quieter is quieter. what I said. And uh, so now I'm public enemy number one and I'm going to tell you something. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Until there's a man in the row ahead of me. He's in the front row takes his shoe off and puts his disgusting fucking bare foot Ugh. right up by the movie screen, by the television screen. Ugh. And so I go, pretty disgusting, man. And he goes, well, I'm not going on vacation. What are you going to do? And I go, I'm not going to do anything. I did what I was going to do by saying pretty disgusting. And then I hoped you would have a little bit of humanity to, and you would take your foot down off of a surface that other people touch. And then he turned towards me and I noticed he had a scar from kind of on the beard line, right? Like kind of up by his ear. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of curved around by his, by, and, and it, so then I stopped talking completely because I thought if you get stabbed in your face and live, yeah, there's nothing I'm, I'm not going to be able to talk you into anything, right? Because okay. if I get stabbed in the face, I am in a derby car coffin going down a road racing you. Yeah. 
So now I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, I got Superman on one side, I got the Joker on the other side, and I'm really struggling with this. <laughs> I'm really struggling <laughs> with this. And uh, at one point, I have my headphones off because now I'm interested in everyone. I think they're like plotting against me to maybe throw me out of the emergency exit. And yeah. so Joker Joker turns to Superman and says, just out of curiosity, what what was the accident that that happened? And I I perp she she leans whispers, she whispers, and I'm not listening because it's like at this point I feel like people are watching me trying to listen. Mm -hmm. So I don't listen. But then she said, uh, can I ask about your scar? And then I said, did you put your gross bare foot on something? And someone got mad? And now... What's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. I was so pissed off about this whole thing. And so then all of a sudden, no one's talking again. And in my head, and I didn't say this, but I was pretty close. Mm -hmm. It's like... This this guy, right, with the scar, he has. I'm telling you this whole time that that I'm, I'm thinking about this woman and her and her wheelchair and all this stuff. I think I am so grateful that I that I have the use of my legs and that I all this stuff. Right, I really am kind of trying to turn it into a hey, be thankful, be grateful. And then I think of this guy, and I'm like, he also has the use of his legs, and and he chooses to use that by <laughs> fucking putting his bare feet up on a surface people can touch. It was so fucking gross. And when I got to Costa Rica, dude, I just, I walked out and was in the greatest mood of my life the entire week. I think that I needed those flights to get all of the shittiness out of me so I could truly enjoy the week. And I did. I had so much fucking fun. I'm so glad I had my passport after those flights. Last question for you before we get out of here. Do you think, and this is a, the, a, a psychology of Chad question. Do you sure. think you needed those moments and these random moments happened um, that fortunately let you burn off all of this whatever? Or do you think that you walked on with this stress and you could have flown on a hundred different flights with a hundred different situations and you would have found this stuff. Do you think if you would have been on different flights, you would have found this stuff? Do you think this is a coping mechanism perhaps that you know yes, I've got to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I think it is. I think when I know I'm going to be with Kelsey isolated, and I don't want, I, I, if I would do, if there's a chat in public moment, I think it would, uh, I think she would not love it. Right. Sure. I think it would embarrass her, stuff like that. So I do think I was looking for fights to, you know, those little sacks that skunks have where they <laughs> spray, but they can only spray four times, right? Once they're done spraying four times, you can actually go up to a skunk and pick it up and it can't do anything to you because it's out of spray. Until it reloads, it's they've got like four. It, it takes a while to reload. Though. Oh. And so it's like, uh, it's like reloading a musket, except sure. maybe even longer. And so 
um, they have to produce that, whatever that is. <clears throat> so you can actually go up and hold a skunk after you get it to spray four times. And so I think that I have to spray. So once I am with Kelsey, then that's not happening because um, even little things weren't bothering me. It was really, really wonderful. But I have to tell you, I have to tell you one last thing. I was walking Poe yesterday and Poe got a haircut like all the way down to his skin because otherwise he's a paintbrush when it gets wet and sloppy. And so okay. I shave him down and now it's cold again in Minnesota. So I'm walking by this, uh, this federal reserve and there's two security guards outside and one guy goes, <laughs> and I was in a great mood, but one guy goes, oh, shaved your dong down a week too early, huh? And I turn slowly and I just go, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> That's what I said to him. <laughs> and his face dropped so much. And then the other guy that was by him was like, what the fuck's this guy's problem? And I go, oh, I'm totally kidding. I heard you. I just like, I've wanted to say that all day and I didn't know if I was going to get another chance. And then the one guy was like, oh, you scared me. And the other guy started laughing super hard. But I go, isn't that just a crazy thing to say to someone to slowly turn and go, what the fuck did you just say? Because I think it's so aggressive, but I promise I'm totally kidding. And yes, I did shave the dog down a week too early. And he goes, oh, you did hear me. I'm like, I, t I heard everything. I just wanted to say that. And so I do think there's times where I get this little, little pent up aggression where I just need a little release, just a little, little steam valve on my shoulder or something like that. Yeah. You're one of those guys who likes to fight on planes. You know, you take off your stress in a way that causes right. other people pain. I can't believe you have to do that before your trip. Come on, baby. Tell me. Is this really going to be it? Oh, oh, you think you're special? Oh, uh, I love you. I love you. I'll see you next week. I hate okay. myself right now, but I love you. <laughs> I hate myself so much. The a pathetic amount of time as you went into the last, I had that idea two, three minutes ago. And anybody who would see this video would watch. They can see me writing that horrible verse in my brain. I love you. I'm glad you enjoyed Branson. I'll see you when I see you, brother. What a country! Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.